in today's show. We're here to look at all of the action from Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com, use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we are, ready to look at the seven games from Tuesday. Some news, most added players, dropped players. So let's start off with some news. And the report coming out on Bradley Beal and his wrist is definitely concerning. He's going to be out for at least the next week, then reevaluated. Wouldn't expect him back before the All-Star break, to be honest. Um, with a wrist ligament issue. Now, the reports are that some of the scans have showed that he's okay. Um, I'm not really buying that, to be honest. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on in Washington. There's so much dysfunction there. The way they try and build around Beal when he's not the player to build around has been confusing Confusing, and it's going to mire them in mediocrity for a long time. And I don't know what they should do. They, they, they probably should trade him. I don't, And they probably should have for the last two years. I don't know that they will. But I, I do worry that this injury may actually be the end of Beal for this season. I, I don't know that for sure, and it's probably a small chance of happening, but I'm not ruling that out. Just with the nature of this injury, the fact that it's his wrist, the fact that you would think it's been bothering him all season, given how poorly he shot, maybe there's something there. Now he's off for a week to reevaluate. The team's going nowhere. They're getting spanked in most games. I am genuinely worried about where Beal sits for the rest of this season. I wouldn't be... Just, I wouldn't drop him, of course. I wouldn't panic sell him, but I would be looking at trades to get rid of him, and I would not buy low on him. Donovan Mitchell still experiencing concussion symptoms. That's not good. We don't know how long they could last because literally nobody does. Even the doctors can't tell you that. So it's a concern. They only had two games this week. He's missing one of them. He'll probably miss the second one, you'd guess. Maybe he's ready to go after that for next week. But it's obviously not a great scenario. Now, with Mitchell out and Ingles out, Clarkson's going to get a boost. If Trent Forrest returns, he gets a little bit of a boost. Boyan Bogdanovich gets a lot more shots. This is not a season ender for Mitchell, I wouldn't have thought. I guess that stuff can happen, but very rarely. Um, But it is a a worry about how long this is actually going to linger. Terrence Davis' season is over. He's having surgery on his wrist ligament issue. And that'll keep him out at least three months. So that's the end of the year for him. He's done. Obviously, you go ahead and drop him. And then Draymond will be reevaluated just before the All-Star break with his back issue. So that's still another couple of weeks away for Draymond to be reevaluated. Then there'll be the All-Star break. And then, yeah, 24th of February, maybe he's coming back then. It's three weeks away. Before the earliest before he can come back. Um, they say that, yeah, they're, they're taking it really carefully and there's some progress there, but I'm worried. I'm worried about what impact he's going to have in the fantasy playoffs. Otto Porter, despite missing the last two, is a really solid guy to have on a 12-team league roster. 
and he'll have his games where he misses for sure. I wouldn't say that... I wouldn't say you don't drop Draymond, I don't think. But I wouldn't buy low on him either. I'm worried this pushes through to middle of March and they try and ramp him up by end of March to get back into shape for the playoffs. But it's your back. Much like your head, you don't want to muck around with it because if it goes wrong, then you're in real trouble. And I think there is some genuine concern there with Draymond and his back and just the slow healing nature of that injury has to be a concern. The most added players in fantasy over the last 24 hours. Number one by an absolute country mile is Isaiah Jackson. Yes, Goga is out again tomorrow, according to Riccarlo. Sabonis still out, so Isaiah's going to get another chance. O'Shea Brissett returns. We'll see if that has an impact on him. But there is a chance here for Jackson to put up some value, and you'd want to hold him at least through the trade deadline to see what happens with Turner and Sabonis. I'm not convinced that he will play 30 minutes a night rest of the season. In fact, I think that's pretty doubtful because it did take four blokes being out for him to actually crack that number and him being in zero foul trouble or having zero fouls. So I think there is skepticism for him to be that player. But yeah, adding him is fine. James Johnson was up by 10%. I guess that's just because of the value they could provide in today's game. I don't think he's a 12-10 lead guy. Gabe Vincent, I'm not expecting Kyle Lowry back on this road trip. So that's another week or so. So you, you keep streaming in Gabe Vincent. Malik Monk up 9%. Well, as long as LeBron's out, and even when LeBron's back, I think he's a 12-10 lead guy. Trey Lyles up 8%. Weird time to add Lyles with both Grant and Olenek returning, but he played decent minutes today. I don't know how that front court's going to work with Grant, Olenek, Lyles, and Stewart. And the two guys who got more minutes than expected today were Stewart and Lyles. I wouldn't be bothered with him in 12s. Garrison Matthews up 7%. Gary Bird, yeah, look, nah. I don't see it as a 12-team league must roster situation. Nicky Claxton, as long as Aldridge is out, he's fine to add. No worries with that. Gary Harris up 6%. I guess the back-to-back is the reason you add him there. Um... Monty Morris, Doug McDermott. Yeah, I don't really see them as must roster type 12 team league guys. Top drops over the last 24. We're looking at Brandon Clark down 18%. People were really quick to jump off Clarkie. Last couple of games aren't great. I'd like to give it at least another one or two to see what the minutes distribution and statistical profile looks like with Kyle Anderson and the team healthy. Um, but people are jumping off. Same with Luke Kennard. Once One dud, he's out. You know I have my concerns with how all this goes on this team with fluctuating minutes with all those wing players. But Kennard and Coffey had been the two guys that consistent. And we saw Coffey have some stinkers and then bounce back with a good game. Does the same happen with Kennard? I actually don't know. I wouldn't have dropped him after one game though. De'Anthony Melton down 14%. No problem with that. Chris Duarte down 11 Absolutely no worries with dropping him. Bagley down 11 Yeah, sure. Hartenstein, 22 minutes a night. He's a 12-10 league guy. It's just that He's not getting those minutes. So see you later. Kemba Walker down 11%. Hello. Yeah, drop him. Aldridge down 10. Shangun down 10. Yep, no problem. Shangun needs a wood trade. And I guess we're that close to it now, a week away from the trade deadline that you can hold through the trade deadline. I'm just thinking it's a really low probability of paying off. But you're a week to a week away. So understand, hold, see what happens. You can do the same with Hartenstein, hoping that they finally just remove a Barker out of that mix and he can play his 22 a night. And then Matisse Thibel down nine. Yeah, I'm not really sure why people would have added him, would have dropped him. But he's just all over the place in terms of any other value that's not de- uh, defensive stats and steals and blocks. That's really all he's going to provide. And it's not really, I don't think, ever going to change for him. Guys, 
you're looking for an award-winning daily fantasy option for the NBA. You should be. Well, you don't have to look anymore, actually, because I know that Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and you get an over-under on their projections. And you could win up to 10 times on your entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers. Entry takes just 60 seconds and it's easy. And withdrawals are safe and fast. Pricepix offers any prop you can think of. Points or rebounds, steals, threes, fantasy points. And you just go over-under on that. Simple as that. And it also allows mixed sport entries. Football, hockey, chuck them all in together. College, basketball as well. So for a limited time, Pricepix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get 50 bucks for free. And if a player in your first Pricepix entry scores a single point, you get that 50 bucks. But you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to Locked On listeners. Sign up today and use the code NBA. $50 for free. If a player in your first Pricepix entry scores a single point, Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We have unique lives, whether you invested in crypto for the first time this year, you have an up and coming small business, or you're just trying to wrangle rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing, they've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. NBA trade deadline, we're talking about it. It's February 10th, 3 p.m. We've got a live show on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Kim Becker, John Corrales, myself, Joshua Lloyd. We are hosting the show from 2 p.m. Eastern through to 4 p.m. Eastern. Two hours. Breaking down all the moves, everything that happens at the trade deadline. So go to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, hit the notification bell, and then you will be notified when we go live. First game. The Pelicans and the Pistons. The Pistons were up big in this game. And then they choked and scored like, I think 30 points in the second half. Something horrific. I know that much. The Pelicans win at 111-101. Brandon Ingram returned, played 32 minutes, had 26-3 and 4 triple one, and got ejected because the refs are absolutely soft as baby shit. Every time these assholes with these ejections. Him and Frank Jackson are teammates at Duke. Ingram blocked his shot, said a few things to him, got ejected for taunting. Let him talk shit. Who cares? Who cares if they're chatting shit? Kids, cover your ears. But what are they What are they doing that's so bad? Oh, I'm going to fuck your mom. What are they saying? Who cares? Who even cares? Oh, I got you. You're weak. All right, get out of the game. We can't have that talk in the game. That's really rude. That's really rude, Brandon. Brandon, you're very rude. Ref, what are you talking about? Why rob us of the good players? Or of any player? For bullshit technicalities. And that's what they are. Tech fouls. They are technicalities. It's ridiculous. The NBA needs to fix this bullshit up. And I don't care, oh, the players just shouldn't taunt. My guy, what, what, what are they doing? Are they going out there and teabagging them while they're laying on the ground? No. He said a few words to him while he was helping him up. Oh, no. The horror. What a, what a disaster. Just ridiculous stuff. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. 29 minutes for JV, 13 and 13, while Billy Hernan Gomez had 11 and 4 in 16 minutes. 11 and 4 is not bad. But I'm not trusting Billy Hernan Gomez in 16 minutes a night to be a 12-team league guy. 
So you can drop him. He won't even get 16 minutes because Jackson Hayes started at the four because Josh Hart was out. Josh Hart returns. I am certain that Hayes will move back to the bench. Hayes did not perform particularly well in this start. Six and seven in 26 minutes. He's just a deeper league guy. He'll go back, I think, to a backup center role. We got a good game from Trey Murphy. Finally, they played him. 15 minutes, 12 points, two threes. Great. I don't know that that's going to continue every night, but at least we got it here. With Hart, but it's mainly because Josh Hart was out. And they also reduced Nikhil Alexander-Walker's minutes. He had 14 points, two steals, and two threes. Really hard to roster him in 12-team leagues. Basically impossible to look at him um, in those 12-team formats. Jose Alvarado outplayed Devontae Graham again. 19 minutes, 10 points, 6 assists, and 2 threes, while Graham had 6 points on 21%. He's just a horrific shooter. It will He will always be a horrific shooter, I think. He has always been a horrific shooter. He's just a bad, bad shooter that's going to piss on your field goal percentage. Is he a must-roster player? Yeah, it's pretty borderline. One of those guys, again, if I saw your league and he was on the wire, I wouldn't go, what's wrong with you blokes? I'd say, yeah, fair enough, I get it. But if he was on a roster, I'd also say, yeah, fair enough, I get it. Like, that's sort of where he sits. Probably more ideal as a streamer. Two stinkers in a row from Herbalife Jones. Had some foul trouble here, so he only played 22 minutes. Six and seven with a steal. Now, last game, it was because he shot poorly. This one, he didn't shoot poorly. He just didn't get enough playing time. We're watching it because he has been shooting unbelievably all season. And if Zion was coming back, which I don't know for sure that he's not, but I'm pretty sure he's not, I'd be more worried about her. But let's just... Let's just watch Herbie here. Um, for the Pistons, well, we got Jeremy Grant and Kelly Linick back. But the Flamin' Galar, Elf Stewart, played 29 minutes. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flamin' Galars. Now, a usage of 10% is not going to cut it. He had eight rebounds, 11, uh, sorry, eight points, 11 rebounds at a block. I wouldn't bother with him in 12s. As for Jeremy Grant, he did some good Jeremy Grant things, had 17 points. He also did some bad Jeremy Grant things. He had a re one rebound, one assist, three threes. That's not a good performance overall. He is still a 12-team league guy, but I, I do think that he's going to lose value if he is traded. Cade Cunningham had a couple of trips to the locker room with a hip pointer. I think he's going to be okay, but wasn't a great game. Six and five for him in that playing time that he was out there with only 20 usage. That is the Jeremy Grant effect. Jeremy Grant is one of the most annoying types of players to me. Someone who is really, really good at the role on a good team and then gets to a bad team and has the organization, apparently, or the coaching staff over a barrel and gets out there and is like, I'm the man. I've got to take all of the shots. You're not the man. You're never going to be the man. Let the bloke who actually is going to be the man control the offense. And while we can say that you know, Cade was out, that's fine. Now, Cade having a 20 usage in the time that he's out, there's not enough. Jeremy Grant needs to understand his place on a successful team or the coach has got to put him into that place. He, it just he frustrates me so much with his inability to recognize who he is as a player. Trey Lyles had nine points with a triple one in 21 minutes. I don't expect those 21 minutes to be like that every night because Kelly Linick played just 17. I think Kelly Linick's a far superior player to Trey Lyles. But it depends what Dwayne Casey feels like. He also felt like playing Killian Hayes under 20 minutes and Corey Joseph 20, 30 minutes. So there you go. There's your development. 18 points for Joseph with three assists and Hayes had seven points in his 20 minutes. Hayes is just a streamer. It's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be frustrating. And that's just where we are. Uh, MC Hamadou Diallo. Stop. Have a time. Yeah, drop him. So he's been droppable for ages, but clearly now. I know he had 12 points, but he only played 17 minutes. No point holding on there. Well, the depressed penis, 20% shooting, 
only 10 shots for him, 15 usage. This is, again, the Jeremy Grant effect. I'm not out here telling you that Sadiq Bey is a number one option because he isn't. But his value was always, it spiked because Grant was out and it was going to come back down because Grant is back. Let's see where he lies. We're holding on to him for now, though. The second game of the day, the Washington Wizards and the Milwaukee Bucks. You want to talk about poor, poor uh, organizations, coaching, whatever it is. Here we are. 112.98. They went again with the foolishness that is starting Thomas Bryant and keeping Daniel Gafford out of the rotation. Bryant, I thought, looked poor again. 5.16 minutes, one rebound, one assist. One of those guys that sometimes his fantasy stats look good, but on court, I just don't think he's a very good player. I don't know if I'm in the minority with that thought. I know that there are a lot of people who come at me really aggressively when I say that I don't think Brian is that good. I don't know if it's a minority opinion though. And I don't think he's a 12-team league must-roster player. And he hurt his ankle. Part of my frustration is why are you benching Daniel Gafford to begin with? But then post-game, Wes Unseld says the, this. Uh, yeah, Thomas Bryant suffered a significant ankle sprain. It's on a back-to-back in his first time from, a, from coming back from an ACL two weeks ago. Yet he would not rule him out of tomorrow's game. Look, I don't know who you're fooling, Wes. I know it's a dreadful organization. I don't know who you're fooling. Are you fooling? Are you trying to fool us to say that Bryant will play tomorrow with a significant ankle sprain and a recovery from an ACL? Because no one's buying that. I'll go out here. There is 0% chance he plays tomorrow. Zero. So why won't you rule him out? A significant ankle injury is a 3-4 weaker. Or you, or, or we just using words and making, making up the meanings behind them now. Significant means you have to have ice on it for two minutes. Is that your definition of significant? Just say the bloke heard it and he's not playing. Um, if you're showcasing him and Harold for a trade, I don't think it's working. They're getting cooked when they're out there. They're not good. They're defensively, they give up way too much. Now, Harold was the guy that benefited from Bryant going down. Wouldn't play Gafford, your best center. Why would you do that? Six minutes for him, two points. He was actually a plus two in a game they lost by 14. Harold had 20 points in 26 minutes. That's what he does. Can score in bulk. Do you want to grab him in 12-team leagues with Brian out? Yeah, I think both guys should be grabbed. Gafford and Harold. Because we're a week away from trade deadline. I'm just going to keep re- repeating that. I'll say it a million times. Maybe someone can get moved. But Brian's... I would say there's a chance he's out until then anyway. So, you know, adding Gafford, adding Harold back and seeing where it goes is interesting. Without Brad Beal, Kuzma was great. 25-11, three threes and three blocks. Caldwell Pope, 12 points with a triple one. He's got some 12-team ability. Spencer Dinwiddie, unfortunately, was terrible. Seven points on nine shots, but the seven assists, sorry, seven rebounds and nine assists is worth it. And he is a 12-team league guy while Beal is out. Well, Hachimura had eight points and um, Corey Kispert played 20 minutes. Avdir, I thought, played well, but there's not enough fantasy value there. They started Aaron Holiday for reasons that I literally have no idea what they are. Just start Avdir. You know who can play at the two? KCP. Start Kispert. There is no reason to start Aaron Holiday. Kispert had seven points in 20 minutes. Um, Holiday had three in 19. You don't need to add him. Just, again, mismanagement and horrible like statements after the game. Just stuff that makes no sense. In the, in the, in the scheme of things, I'm sure it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. But like, do, treating media and fans like idiots is not a great thing to do. Like, I don't, what's the purpose of it? Onto the Bucks. Giannis and Tokatomatu. Oh, another perfect five of five from the line. He had 33, 15, 11 with two blocks. 
Drew Holiday with a nice game, 22-5-2 with two steals. And Grayson Allen played 32 minutes. This is in large part because George Hill is out. He had 10-6-6. Six, six. He is worth a 12-team stream while Hill is out. Middleton continues to struggle a bit. I'd maybe consider buying low, 13-5-3. Well, the big ragu is playing a little bit better, but he's nowhere nowhere near 12-team value, nor is Pat Connaughton, who had six points in his 25 minutes. Punch Bob had 17-7. He'd been playing poorly. This is a good game to get back on track for Porter, 17-7 in those 35 minutes. Bilpa, it's the best-tasting protein bar ever. You know that. I know that. And as we start off a new year, we're all looking to lose some weight, and we, we don't want to be having our snacks as these high pro, or high, not high protein, high calorie, high sugar candy bars. We want something that helps us lose weight, helps us if we're working out, but also if we're not working out, gives us that delicious treat that doesn't stack on the calories. That's where Built Bar comes in. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. Cookies and cream, coconut, mint brownie, orange, strawberry, raspberry flavor, so many great ones. So go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you save 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Let's go to the next game, the Heat and the Raptors. Big win for Toronto, 110-106 over Miami, who've now lost three straight. For the Heat, there was no Kyle Lowry. And as I said earlier, I'm not expecting him back within the next four or five games. Don't think he'll be back. Still no Markeith Morris, no Victor Oladipo, of course. Bam Adebayo went off. 32-11, two steals, a block, 35 minutes, 77% shooting. Real sell-high opportunity for him. His defensive numbers have been up since he came back from the thumb issue, but it's more that really high usage without Lowry that gets me into putting him as a sell-high. Jim Butler, 16-8-12, 40 minutes, poor shooting, but two steals, good numbers. While Hero, Hero's in a little bit of a slump at the moment. 18 points with um, five assists for Tyler Hero. Another strong game from PJ Tucker. 12-5-3 with two steals. I like him as a 14-team league guy, probably not as a 12. While Duncan Robinson, 15 minutes for five points. I promise you, you do not have to roster Duncan Robinson. I know that vast majority of people obviously disagree, considering how many leagues he's rostered in. You do not have to roster the 188th ranked player this season. You don't have to. You can stream him in. You do not have to hold on to him. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, outperformed him. Nine points with three threes in 33 minutes. Struess is good. I don't think he's a 12-teamer. While Gabe Vincent, it was a rough night. Three points on 17% with two assists and a steal. But while Lowry is out, I think he's got top 100 sort of value, and I think you use him there. For the Raptors, let's start with Chris Boucher, who played 18 minutes for two points and three rebounds. That is three stinkers in a row. And I would not expect it to get better when Ken Birch returns within the next week. Very hard with that sort of playing time. 22, 23 minutes a night for Boucher, 12-teamer, no problem. Under 20, probably not. This would depend on where I sit on the standings, how desperate I am to scrounge category wins every week, and what the rest of my roster looks like, but I wouldn't class him as a must-roster player. Scotland Barnes played 42 minutes, that's really good, but 11 points on 13 shots is not. No defensive stats is not. Two assists is not. He continues to drop off from that really hot start to the season, and finding his position in this on this roster still is a, is a work in progress. 21-4-6 and six for Van Vliet with three steals is excellent. Siakam, 16-14-4 with three steals is excellent, despite the shooting. And Gaz Trent, one of the biggest hot streaks of all time for Gary. And yeah, he, he, he gets it now. He has to get the sound drop. Nice, Gary! It's bloody nice. 33 points with six triples. Only the one steal, and it comes on extraordinarily high shooting and high usage. This is the biggest red flashing sell highlight you will ever see. 
big shooting, big threes, huge percentages. He doesn't back it up with any rebounds or assists. And when he has a streak of three games shooting 30%, he'll have nine points a game. I know that I've been wrong on Trent all season. And he has absolutely outperformed what I expected from him by a long way. But I also, nobody should look at this and go, this is real. Gary Trent's a 30-point per game scorer. If you could get a top 60, top 70 player back for Trenner, I would do it. Because the more games he strings in a row like this, I think the more likelihood there is in fantasy playoffs of a string of absolute turds from him. I would be selling. But I also just don't have as much belief in him as others do. I know I'm aware of that. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. It was all right from Ananobi. 13-3-3. Not his best game, but he's still top 50 over the last two weeks despite some, um, despite some struggles in his game. Magic and Bulls. Magic were a bit frisky early on. The Bulls win it in the end, 126-115. Good to see Cole Anthony. 20-6, and six, nine assists, two steals and two threes. Only 44% shooting, but that's a market increase from where he was. And he was at 50% shooting with about four minutes to go and then missed a few shots late. Really good. Not so good for Jalen Suggsy Suggs. Nine points on 29%. That's rancid. But he did have seven assists. He had five rebounds. He played 33 minutes. He had a three, he had a steal. I am absolutely rock solid holding him. I'm actually not rock solid while I'm holding him. I am just thinking he's a rock solid hold. And I wouldn't drop him. Mo Bumba I would consider dropping. One, two, three, four, five. I'm not going to, but it's it's in it's in the mind. 22 minutes, eight and eight with a block. That's that's not terrible, but it's not great. He's definitely moving down and down. Well, Chuma Kiki only played 23 minutes, and this is one of the biggest things with Chuma is the minutes. 23 minutes, five points. That's rough. But three assists, two steals, and three blocks is excellent. Is that level of production sustainable? Of course, it's no way. Absolutely no way. But he is providing defensive stats at a really high rate at the moment. And that has value to streaming in 12s. It is also one of the biggest red flag, red light, flashing, sell high situations. Because if someone just looks, well, he's the 60th ranked player over the last two weeks, well, therefore he's going to be great. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's going to stick at that level. This level of steals and blocks in these few minutes is an unparalleled combination. So I don't buy that, really. Wendell was great, 24-8-6. He's really established himself as the player that I actually thought he could become when he was drafted. And he let me down for three years. He didn't let me down. He let himself down. He let his family down. I'm joking, Wendell. Um, no, he was disappointing those first couple of years. He was misused by the Bulls coaching staff. He had a lot of injuries. And now they've said, well, let's see what you can do. And he's doing what he can do. He's been great, I think. And I'm not that worried about Isaac, the yokai, ever returning. <laughs> well, not ever returning, but returning this season to impact them. DeRozan, 29, 10, and 5 with two steals. Really good. Big Vooch, Vucevic, Vooch, Vooch, Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. Three blocks for Vooch, 18 and 13 with a good performance, while Levine had 26, 5, and 3. Ayo Desunmu, 36 minutes, only 13 points. Low usage game again, 10%, but nine assists and a steal. Hit his shots well. The assists are really, really encouraging. The usage is just, it's minuscule, but he remains a 12-team league guy over Kobe White, who had 9-3-5. and five. And Javante Green. Green does his thing. Seven boards, two steals, and a block. That's useful for 14 teams. Even streamable in 12. I wouldn't say he's, say he's a must-add 12. The 11 points is a bonus here for Javante. Um, and again, Caruso, Ball, Jones, these guys are all out long-term. So the role for him is going to be pretty solid. 
I just don't look at the 235th ranked player, which Green is, as being any sort of must-roster 12-team league guy. Interesting 14-team league option at the moment. Let's go to the next game. The Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, big win for the Wolves, 130-115. Big, big win. Huge win over the Nuggets, who just smacked the, the Bucks. Jokic was questionable coming in. He played 30 minutes. He had 21, 16, and 8. He's still really, he's unbelievable. Well, Monty Morris had 13, 2, and 3. He also had two steals. He shot 71%, so that was good. And his numbers are solid at the moment. The upside is low, but the production's all right. Barton Will Barton had 13 points in 27 minutes, while Jeff Green had 12. And Aaron Gordon, the bubble had to burst for Gordo. Seven points in 25 minutes with six rebounds. He'd been really good. This was bad. Bones Highland, the big stiffy, back to 15 minutes because they put Faku and Davon Reed back into the rotation. Some of that's blowout related. Um, yeah, the Rivers, Highland, Reed situation, like it's just not going to be tenable for really any fantasy leagues. They're going to be up and down all over the place, I would say. Zeke Naji was all right. Nine points to steal a block. All, all of his points coming from three-point land. But there's DeMarcus Cousins that maybe plays, although I'm not really convinced he does. Jermichael Green, that's all going to limit each other's playing time. For the Wolves, let's start with Goose, Anthony Edwards. 26 minutes, five points. Honestly, just a terrible game. He shot 25%. He didn't have a rebound. He had zero steals. A stinker. A really, really bad game. Absolutely nothing to panic about. It's just a bad game. Townsie had 24, 10, and 7 with two steals and a block. He's awesome. He's the eighth-ranked player this year. Patrick Beverly came back, played 15 minutes, was in foul trouble. I still maintain he's a 12-team league guy. He had 11, 2, and 5 in 15 minutes. Jared Vanderbilt Bar played 19 and had 18 and 9 with two steals. He's a must-roster player. Jordy McLaughlin took advantage of the fact that D'Angelo Russell was out and Beverly played 15 minutes. He had seven assists. He could play 18 minutes next game if Beverly plays 27. He can be an interesting player, McLaughlin. I wouldn't trust him outside of deeper leagues for stream. Well, Jada McDaniels had four points in 26. That's coming off a perfect shooting night. Um, he went one of seven here. Two blocks is nice for Geordie, but not Geordie. Jaden McDaniels, not much to get excited about. Well, the big performance was the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. Prince reigned in six triples with 23 points, two steals and a block, shot the ball well. He's been playing well, but not necessarily producing good fantasy lines. This is a good fantasy line. I don't really buy much about it. There was no Akogi or no Russell, although he's clearly ahead of Akogi. Um, but it's just a great performance. 44 fantasy points, fantastic. 16 team leagues, yeah, maybe. But I don't really see much translating across. Average nights from Noel and Beasley, nothing for us to really get excited about or for either of those blokes to write home about. The next game we take a look at is the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. The undermanned Warriors beat the Spurs on the road 124-120. Very hard to take much away from this. No Curry, no Thompson, no Green, no Wiggins, no Porter. They started Jordan Poole. He was great. 31-6-5, and five, four threes, a steal and a block. We expect nothing less in these games. Damian Lee started 21 points, five triples. We get to do it. We actually get to play the sound again. Where is it? If I can find it. When you look at Modi moves, Modi moves, Modi moves, Modi moves, Modi moves, Modi. I really like Moody. I would have taken him in the top ten of this draft. There's the role for him is a little bit clouded on this team, but 20 points, six triples, seven rebounds. You're seeing why. Don't do anything silly and add him in 12 or 14 or 16 team leagues, but you're seeing why. Kaminga was all right, 19, three and three. Well, Looney 
has played every game. Iron Man Kevon Looney, 12 and 12 in 23 minutes. Toscano Anderson started, had six points, but had seven assists. But like, what are we looking at here? Toscano Anderson, Kaminga, Moody, Lee. Like, they're not going to impact leagues. It's just a weird one. Uh, Gaz Payton picked up five steals, but got hurt towards the end of that game. So we'll have to watch what his status looks like. For the Spurs, they welcomed back Murray, White, and Pirtle. Pirtle played 12 minutes. Copped a whack in the head and his vision was blurred, so he didn't come back in. We want to monitor to make sure there's no concussion symptoms coming out of this. Um, Drew Eubank started in place of him in the second half and played five minutes. Um, Jock Landale also copped a hit in the head. He didn't return. And they just went small down the stretch. And my man, De- Devin Vassell, was great. The problem with this is he was good some games and he's bad others. And his minutes are at 30 and then they're at 21. 14, 8, and 4. Four threes and two steals. It's actually terrible to me that Devin Vassell was not a part of the Rising Stars game. I don't think they understand how good he is. Same as Anekara Kongwu. Ridiculously, he's not a part of that. 14, 8, and 4 with four threes. But is he a must-roster 12-team league guy? Oh, shit, if he did this every night, then yeah. But he doesn't. It's too inconsistent with limited uh, upside. McDirt had 10 points in 19 minutes. He also had a trip to the locker room while Keldon Johnson scored 21. He actually had four assists and shot 80%, so some good stuff there, but no defensive stats as per usual, and he was poor from the free throw line. Derek White had 16, 3, and 7, while DeJounte had 27, 9, and 9, two steals in a box. So both of those guys... Um, jumped in and put together some pretty uh, pretty solid performances there. All right, so let's do the last game of the night. The Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns. The Suns, man, they're just really good. Like, they are really good. They've got to be the favorite, surely. I don't know what the odds are, actually. Maybe I should look at the old bet online and see what the odds are for the title. But they should be number one. The Suns, they are just dominating. I know it's a Nets team without Kevin Durant. And no LaMarcus Aldridge. But if you are relying upon LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't think you're going to have a particularly good time. They're just killing it at the moment, Phoenix. So they get the 121-111 victory here. I'll look up that oh, those odds in a second. Have a look. Irving had 26 points, three threes, 50% shooting. Sell high, great sell high chance. The vaccine mandate is not being changed in New York. It just, it just isn't going to change. So um, yeah, like he's just not going to play home games. And you're going to have a really rough stretch of things through um, through March when fantasy playoffs are on. Yeah, he's not going to provide that value. Jim Harden, 22-5-10. Poor shooting, but otherwise good. Blake Griffin's the one that stepped up here. 27 minutes, 17-6 and six with two threes. He got 27. Claxton played 19. As I have said a few times, I, I don't believe that Claxton's a must-roster 12-team league guy. I know Aldridge is out. They didn't even play sharp in this game, apart from three garbage time minutes. But Claxton's a guy that's played 22 minutes a night this year and he's ranked 205th. Are we really looking at him as must roster? I don't think so. He's fine to have. I don't think he's must. Griffin's not a must add. He's a nice stream option though, 17 and 6. Um, Kessler Edwards, great 14 team league guy. 13 points, three threes, five rebounds, had a steal. He's producing okay numbers. Paddy Mills, not that good. Nine points, three threes. He still remains a fringe 12 team league guy, especially when you're looking for threes. And not much else. James Johnson had played quite a bit recently. He did nothing. Didn't understand why he was rostered in so many leagues coming into today. He had four assists and zero points in 13 minutes. For the Suns, it took a while, but Kyle Bridges is killing it. 27 points, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block top 50 over the last two weeks, 71% shooting. We're getting everything come at once here. Let's hope it continues through the rest of the season. This is why I was so stubborn in holding him in category leagues. In points leagues, drop him because he's, he's only a top 100 at best points league guy, a top 120 guy at best. Uh, but category leagues, this is why you had to hold. Chris Paul, 20 points and 14 assists. His strong run continues. He is a sell high guy, but I'd only sell high for a top seven, top eight player. 
Otherwise, I just ride the hot streak out. Booker had 35 and 6 with three threes. He's also playing at a really high level. And Cam Johnson, this is a conflicting game because he scored 16 points. He hit four threes. He shot 50%. That's great. But he played 23 minutes with Jay Crowder back. And if he's going to play 23 a night, he's probably going to end up a drop. We already know we can drop Bismack Biombo. He played six minutes. Bye. Thanks for helping. See you later. Aiton was trash, I thought. I thought he was really bad in this game. He had 12 and 6. He played 28 minutes. The minutes will go up. He will be better as he returns from this ankle problem, but he just was not good at all in this game, I didn't think. While McGee had five points in 14 minutes. Crowder, three points, two steals. He hit a three. We can stream him in 14-team leagues, maybe 12 when you get those um, to get those steals and threes, but that is really about it. Let's go over to the lines of the night. The monstrous line of the night is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Your waiver wire is the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. The young gun is Cole Anthony, and your dud is Nick Claxton because he's rostered in a lot of leagues. Top 10 players today. Number one was Giannis, followed by Bam Adebayo. Towns, Chris Paul, DeRozan, Bridges, DeJounte Murray, Torian Prince, Nick Jokic, and Jordan Poole. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Prince, it was good, but just deep leagues. Damian Lee and Moses Moody, don't worry about those guys. Lonnie Walker, really just a deeper league player. Naz Reed, deeper league. Kaminga, deep league. Zeke Naji, yeah, deep league. Nothing really interesting for 12s there. Blake Griffin streamed for 14, maybe. Gary Payton's always a steals option. And Grayson Allen, he is providing with George Hill out some 12-team value. So I don't mind him as a 12-team stream ad for now. And your top 10 players in points leagues. Giannis, DeRozan, Bam, Towns, DeJounte, Mikhail, Bridges, Kuzma, Poole, Jokic, and Chris Paul. Before we go today, a happy Richie Benno Day. Two for two, two, two. For those of you who celebrate, it's the second of the second 22. So... Shout out to Richie. Shout out to you guys. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.